You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast. Please enjoy today's show, hosted by a pastor on staff here at East Coast Christian Center. Hey, good morning. Welcome to Morning Breath. We're so glad you joined us today, either through radio, podcast, however you do it. Um, we're glad to be spending some time with you today. My name is Christian. I'm one of the pastors here on staff. And the way that Morning Breath works is that we take a chapter of the Bible, we read it the night before, read it again in the morning, and we come down to the radio studio at our Merritt Island location of East Coast Christian Center. And we sit down and we don't really prepare a message, but we prepare our hearts. And today I'm joined by Isaac Eberts. What's up, Isaac? How you doing, man? I'm doing great. How are you, Pastor Christian? Good. I love it when I get your last name right, because I know how to say it, but sometimes the more you think about something, the worse it gets. You For sure. That? Yeah. It's like when you look at a word yeah. and then the longer you look at oh, a word, it gets like, so bad. is this a word anymore? I know. It's yeah. so bad. So <laughs> Isaac, you are down at our Vieira location, you and your wife, Hannah, and doing some incredible things. Why don't you give everybody on the radio or podcast, kind of an update on what's going on at Vieira. Yeah, so right now we're in May, and so we're very close uh, to our new building wow. after uh, being a portable location for over 10, ten years, years, over a decade. Um, ten I, wonderful years. Yes, I've been there since day one yeah. in Kids Church, and now yeah. I, with my with my wife, we're helping uh, run Kids Church yeah. at Vieira. So it's really special. Came full circle, and yeah. uh, we're excited for building in, in fall of this year. And I am just so excited. So right now we're working on, uh, they call it the FF&E. And so Hannah and I are getting all the furnishers, fixtures and equipment together and and, uh, just trying to dream big. And and just really, it's awesome to have this opportunity to get this building after being portable and being able to dream of what can we do in this new building that we haven't been able to do in 10 years. For sure. And to reach more families. Like that's the thing is people wonder like, why a new building? Why do you need that? But the idea is that we can be able to open up our facility seven days a week for small groups for after school programs to do a daycare in an academy to be able to we see lives change through freedom ministry through celebrate recovery through financial peace university like all these things that have the yeah. ability to literally change a family's course forever in yeah. generations to come to where it's like it's not about the building but it's about the life change that can happen and gets facilitated sometimes in those spaces yeah and the it's environment that we can cool. create we can just go above and beyond and just make kids church even more oh yeah incredible so i'm super excited for that and uh i'm i'm just i can't wait fall 2022 come on yeah it is really exciting and nick is in the studio with us nick's been putting in a lot of hard work for the building putting together he runs our production department down there so putting together all the technology it's going to be awesome so you guys are going to want to we'll, we'll let you know as we get sooner but you're going to want to come down and check it out when we open it up it is going to be amazing yeah for so, sure make yeah, sure oh yeah make sure to check out our website or app um, yeah. we will be able to post those things yeah. and, and post on the events page as the grand opening service yeah. gets finalized right you'll see those dates on the website in our east coast app so make sure you download that and just keep your eyes peeled on yeah, our even social doing media tours beforehand so something pretty neat is we actually just gave out almost 900 gift cards to teachers and faculty and staff at nine different schools in our county and on there we gave them an opportunity to sign up for a tour so if you're interested in that is you're going to be able to go to the website in the coming weeks and months and be able to sign up to do a tour before it opens up and we'd love to do that and so it's going to be cool to get to see it all right let's get into the bible here so today we're looking at luke 6 very excited and this one's a big one 49 verses. I'm reading out of the NLT. What are you reading today? I'm also in the NLT. Nice. The NILT. I like it. It's a good one. Very easy reader. And so a good break is verse 27 for me. So why don't you read up through verse 26? But before you do that, let people know how they can get connected and then we'll jump in. 
For sure. Like I said, East Coast app is yep. the best way. Our website, ecc.us, is incredible as well. Um, we have Night of Worship this Wednesday. We have Kids Camp on June 6th to the 10th. We have our TNT Youth Conference in July, right? And so we have so much stuff. So much happening. It would take up the entire radio program yep. to say all the details. Just had Mother's Day, had a Freedom Retreat. Yeah. There's always something going on yeah. here. So just make sure you head to our app, head to our website, check out everything that we have going on this summer, yep. and you don't want to miss it. There's special prizes. Pricing for kids camp yeah. and youth camp, um, lots of discounts in there. You know, early bird pricing, yeah. uh, pricing for multiple kids in the family. So just check it out. Yeah, I encourage you to check it out. And then also follow us on social media. We're, yeah. we're posting constantly updates, yeah. promos, stuff like that. And uh, that's definitely the best way to yeah, stay connected. Yeah, one more cool thing because we do so much here that it's almost easy to lose sight of it. But a couple of weeks ago. Isaac, Nick, and I all got a chance to do baptisms out at the beach. We we baptized 39 people at a beach from all of our locations, and it was awesome. Yeah. Like, real honor to be able to have Isaac join me and do some of those. And Nick was out there getting to baptize one of his buddies, and it was super cool. So, like we said, stay tuned because there's always something going on. For sure. Right, let's jump in here. So Luke 6, I'll have you read through verse 27 through 26, and then I'll pick it up at verse 27. Okay, sounds good. I must say unto you, read, sir. One Sabbath day, as Jesus was walking through some grain fields, his disciples broke off heads of grain, rubbed off the husks in their hands, and ate the grain. But some Pharisees said, Why are you breaking the law by harvesting grain on the Sabbath? Jesus replied, Haven't you read in the scriptures what David did when he and his companions were hungry? He went into the house of God and broke the law by eating the sacred loaves of bread that only the priests can eat. He also gave some to his companions. And Jesus added, The Son of Man is Lord, even over the Sabbath. On another Sabbath day, a man with a deformed right hand was in the synagogue while Jesus was teaching. The teachers of religious law and the Pharisees watched Jesus closely. If he healed the man's hand, they planned to accuse him of working on the Sabbath. But Jesus knew their thoughts. He said to the man with the deformed hand, Come and stand in front of everyone. So the man came forward. Then Jesus said to his critics, I have a question for you. Does the law permit good deeds on the Sabbath, or is it a day for doing evil? Is this a day to save life or to destroy it? He looked around at them one by one and then said to the man, hold out your hand. So the man held out his hand, and it was restored. At this, the enemies of Jesus were wild with rage and began to discuss what to do with him. One day, soon afterward, Jesus went up on a mountain to pray, and he prayed to God all night. At daybreak, he called together all of his disciples and chose 12 of them to be apostles. Here are their names. Simon, whom he named Peter, Andrew, Peter's brother, James, John, Philip, Bartholomew, Matthew, Thomas, James, son of Alphaeus, Simon, who was called the Zealot, Judas, son of James, Judas Iscariot, who later betrayed him. When they came down from the mountain, the disciples stood with Jesus on a large level area surrounded by many of his followers and by the crowds. There were people from all over Judea and from Jerusalem and from as far north as the sea coast of Tyre and Sidon. They had come to hear him and to be healed of their diseases, and those troubled by evil spirits were healed. Everyone tried to touch him because healing power went out from him, and he healed everyone. 
Then Jesus turned to his disciples and said, God blesses you who are poor, for the kingdom of God is yours. God blesses you who are hungry now, for you will be satisfied. God blesses you who weep now, for in due time you will laugh. What blessings await you when people hate you and exclude you and mock you and curse you as evil because you follow the Son of Man? When that happens, be happy. Yes, leap for joy, for a great reward awaits you in heaven. And remember, their ancestors treated the ancient prophets the same way. What sorrow awaits you who are rich, for you have your only happiness now. What sorrow awaits you who are fat and prosperous now, for a time of awful hunger awaits you. What sorrow awaits you who laugh now, for your laughing will turn to mourning and sorrow. What sorrow awaits you who are praised by the crowds, for their ancestors also praised false prophets. Verse 27, But to you who are willing to listen, I say, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who hurt you. If anyone slaps you on one cheek, offer the other cheek also. If someone demands your coat, offer your shirt also. Give to anyone who asks, and when things are taken away from you, don't try to get them back. Do to others as you would like them to do to you. If you love only those who love you, why should you get credit for that? Even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good only to those who do good to you, why should you get credit? Even sinners do that much. And if you lend money only to those who can repay you, why should you get credit? Even sinners will lend to other sinners with a full return. Love your enemies. Do good to them. Lend to them without expecting to be repaid. Then your reward from heaven will be very great, and you will truly be acting as children of the Most High, for he is kind to those who are unthankful and wicked. You must be compassionate just as your Father is compassionate. Do not judge others, and you will not be judged. Do not condemn others, or it will all come back against you. Forgive others, and you will be forgiven. Give, and you will receive. Your gift will will return to you in full, pressed down, shaken together to make room for more, running over and poured into your lap. The amount you give will determine the amount you get back. Then Jesus gave the following illustration. Can one blind person lead another? Won't they both fall into a ditch? Students are not greater than the teacher, but the student who is fully trained will become like the teacher. And why worry about a speck in your friend's eye when you have a log in your own? How can you think of saying, friend, let me help you get rid of that speck in your eye. Then you can't see past the log in your own eye. Hypocrite. First, go get rid of the log in your own eye. Then you will see well enough to deal with the speck in your friend's eye. A good tree can't produce bad fruit and a bad tree can't produce good fruit. A tree is identified by its fruit. Figs are never gathered from thorn bushes and grapes are not picked from bramble bushes. A good person produces good things from the treasury of a good heart, and an evil person produces evil things from the treasury of an evil heart. What you say flows from what is in your heart. So why do you keep calling me Lord, Lord, when you don't do what I say? I will show you what it's like when someone comes to me, 
listens to my teachings, and then follows it. It's like a person building a house who digs deep and lays the foundation on solid rock. Then the floodwaters rise and break against the house. It stands firm because it is well built. But anyone who hears and doesn't obey is like a person who builds a house right on the ground without a foundation. When the floods sweep down against the house, it will collapse into a heap of ruins. Amen. I love all the building illustrations because, hey, we're building a building. And that was really important is like when we were building our Viera location, that area had kind of turned into a swamp. Mm -hmm. It was not technically a wetland because we had already had it approved of that way. But I'll tell you, over 10 years of lack of development and neighborhoods being built up, it had looked pretty swampy. Yeah, it did. It, it was pretty close to being considered a wetland. But by law mm -hmm. and by Viera's own paperwork, it wasn't. But you know what? We had to bring in about $400,000 of fill dirt just to raise wow. up. I think about the truckloads of dirt that had to come in. It's something like 2,600 cubic yards of dirt that came in. That's a, That number's from a year ago in my brain, but I think that's right. It's just to get it to the place to where we could have a foundation. And then they dug down even deeper to be able to pour in concrete, to be able to do solid concrete walls. And that's what Jesus is talking about is have a good foundation. Is I remember for me... I grew up in a Christian household, but I didn't really get saved or give my heart to the Lord until I was like 19 or 20 years old. And for me, I was so excited to be in ministry where I was like, God, use me anyway. I want to be an evangelist and go and speak in front of thousands. And I didn't have a foundation. As I look back now over 20 years ago, and I think I, I did not have a good foundation. I was just zealous. As I, I heard this term early on is it would say that you need to have character that will keep you where your charisma will take you is not just being so overly excited that there's no real foundation. And Jesus is talking about hearing my word and actually doing what I say. Yeah. And a lot of times that's what it takes is being able to have good roots that go down deep, like these giant oak trees or even, you know, the big sequoia trees these roots are so strong and they interconnect together. And then when the wind and the waves come, when the storms of life come, you don't topple over because we both have known people that, I mean, they get fired up for God. They're mm -hmm. on fire for six months or a year. But the first big thing that comes, they fall away because they don't have this foundation or roots. And I want to encourage you out there on the radio and podcast reading this get some bigger roots, spend time in the Word, spend time with God, and let those roots go down deep. Yeah. What stuck out to you, man? For sure. I just want to keep going on that thought. Um, this is the last section of the chapter. In my yeah. Bible, it, it actually uh, it subtitles it, Building on a Solid Foundation. Yeah. Yep. I think that's so important. I mean, at, uh, a couple weeks ago at Beach Baptisms, uh, Pastor Matt was saying that so um, this, he was preaching from this, right? And and we were out on the beach, and it was really cool to see you know people from our church, people who were just at the beach, right? Yeah. Just hanging out, playing volleyball. We're hearing this message, and he said, storms are storms. Yeah. If you build your house on sand, if you build your house on a rock, the same storm will come against you, whether your house is built on sand or built on the rock, right? Yeah. On, a, on a weak foundation or on a firm foundation. The same storms will happen, but the difference is when it says here in Luke, it says, the floodwaters rise and break against that house. It stands firm, yeah. right? On a firm foundation, right? But then it says, when the floods sweep down. So it's talking, the floods are still floods, right? 
The flood will still come against you if you build your house on a firm foundation or on a weak foundation. I just want to drill that point in because oftentimes we can, you know, those of us who have really put an effort to build our house and build our life on Jesus, on his word, you know, running after him, pursuing him, we truly have built our house on the rock, right? That's good. But sometimes we can get really discouraged when storms come and go, Jesus, why? Why is this storm coming against me? Why is this happening to me? Yeah, exactly. Why is this happening? I thought, you know, I I thought you were going to protect me. But here it very clearly states that the floods are floods, right? And I just love that. They're coming. I love that point that, you know, we have to be aware of it. We have to almost expect it, but just know that it won't sweep you away, right? It says, when the floods sweep down against that house, it's talking about the one with the weak foundation, it will collapse into a heap of ruins. And we don't want that. You know, I I read this and I'm very inspired to just uh, take this and and think about um, what I can do to, you know, keep pursuing Jesus and keep building my life on the Word of God and, you know, make sure that when storms come, when, when life gets hard, when bad things happen to me, right, yeah. that I won't collapse into a heap of ruins yeah. like it says here. So That's good. I love that a lot. And it's a reminder. I've said this often, but I'll say it again. As Jesus said, in this world, you'll have troubles and tribulations, but be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. Is there's no promise with Christianity that you're going to have just a, a carefree life. Is In fact, when you're doing the most good, sometimes you can have the most attacks is because the enemy feels threatened by you. Don't feel discouraged or like God's abandoned you. I mean, look at Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane is he was so anguished that he sweat blood, but he said, nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. As he knew he was called to something greater, and so he was obedient to that, even though it was so painful, he knew that that's what he was supposed to do. Yeah. I was really inspired by this area of, you know, the whole section starting in verse 27 is loves your enemies. Mm-hmm. And we're looking at him telling us how to handle it. And I like this reminder. It says, but... If someone slaps you on the cheek, offer the other cheek. If someone, you know, asks for something, give it to them. And this reminder, the golden rule in verse 31, do to others as you would like them to do to you. And the world knows this saying, even if they don't all know where it's from, they don't realize it's words of Jesus. But this idea is go above and beyond. Like our world is such a world of justice. We want social justice and we want things to be right and the wrong. And it's like, no, the Bible actually calls us to be beyond that and to be better than that. And it's painful to think about this idea of accepting blame for something you didn't even do. But Jesus is calling us to go to another level. Lend with not expecting anything return. Be willing to take that. Be willing to fall on the sword when it's not even your fault because you're not trying to defend yourself, but you realize that God is your defender. And when you operate that, God is going to bless you so much. It says, press down, shaken together, and running over will run into your lap. Is Jesus is telling us, I don't operate the same way the world does. You don't have to defend yourself. God will defend you. And it's it tells us also in the epistles, it says, Everything you do, do it under the Lord. Like this is in your work and you're going and coming, whatever it is, when you're doing it to God, you don't have to be the one to defend yourself. You can trust that God's going to do it and he's going to work it out. Yeah. I just love in this whole entire chapter, it started out talking a lot about um, examples from the Sabbath, right? On on this Sabbath day, he, uh, you know, they ate the grain and then the, the Pharisees, the religious leaders 
came after them and said, why are you doing that? Yeah. Right. And then he, you know, had a, a nice clap back and yep. he explained them about David and all yep. this stuff. And then, and then it goes to another on a separate day. So yeah. multiple Sabbath days yeah. this kept happening to yep. Jesus. And I could only imagine in his shoes and, you know, in the apostles, how frustrated yeah. they would have been. They're trying to do good. They're yeah. trying to heal people. And they're trying to trap him every chance they can. And I, yeah. I can imagine, you know, just putting myself in that, you know, yeah. 2000 plus years ago of how exhausting that would be to try yeah. to do the right thing and try to heal people yeah. and give people, you know, life and, and life abundant. But yet you had people who are constantly working Coming against you. you. And I just can't imagine how difficult that would be. Super and I'm just, uh, it makes me admire Jesus and, and not only as like our savior, but as a leader, right? Yeah. That he kept going, even yeah. when things were hard, even when people opposed him, he still kept going. And that's one of the reasons why I love following Jesus because yeah. he sets an incredible example Absolutely. of that. And I just think that's so cool to like see that uh, in a picture, right? Yeah. You can almost close your eyes and picture him walking around and, yep, and him in the synagogue. visual. Yeah. And thinking about him, like this may make someone upset, but he was like a Jedi master in that sense is when they came and they tried to trap him, he always had the right answers. They're like, well, was John a prophet? And they're like, oh, <laughs> I don't know what to do here. Because if we say yes, then they say, why did you condemn him? If we say no, they're going to stone us. And so he's like, well, that's my answer for you. <laughs> like yeah. he yep. was really, really good at it. I'm going to look at verse 37 and it's talking about judgment. And I think this is a way that you can live your life because it's going to liberate you is Jesus out of his own mouth. It's red letters. It says, do not judge others or you and you will not be judged. Do not condemn others or it will come back against you. Forgive others and you will be forgiven. And it's very easy to live a critical life. We don't even realize how easy it is. Like I'm watching sports and I'm criticizing the ref or the player. I'm watching TV and I'm criticizing this. And even I don't like that I'm wired this way, but God kind of put it into me. I'm in a church service and Nick knows all I can see is that one cable that's out of line or that light that's like not pointed in the right direction or that like my brain is wired to see those things, but sometimes it can rob me of being able to just close my eyes and worship or just be able to like see the beauty of things. And yes, God does call me to a higher level of excellence. And it's a blessing at times because I wanted things to be better, but don't let that judgment get to where you're judging people because I don't want other people to judge me with that same critical way yeah. is that Jesus is telling us, don't do it and you won't be judged. Don't condemn others and you will not have it come against you. Forgive others and you'll be forgiven. And so give and you will receive. And so it's just the reminder that your life will be better. Your joy will be happier. Your happiness will be more fulfilled is if you're not living with such a judgmental mind and not knowing the rest of the story. Because most of the time, you don't know all that's going on. It's very easy to get frustrated with someone, but not know really what's happening. And so let's just give people grace. Let's live the way our Savior Jesus did. And to be able to love towards them, expect the best, hope, speak those things. People will rise to the level that you speak and be able to do that. That's so good. We're going to take a short break and we'll be right back. You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast from East Coast Christian Center. We will be back shortly after we thank our sponsors. At East Coast Christian Center, we are building a life-giving church that lasts. 
We are one church in many locations with campuses in Merritt Island, Vieira, Coco, and an online campus that you can attend from anywhere. Here at East Coast, we value each generation and work hard to ensure that no matter what age or stage of life you're in, there's a place for you in our family. You weren't meant to do life alone, so come and find your church home with us. You can plan your visit or get more information online at eccc.us. Need a fence professionally done the first time? Hercules and Atlas Fence, owned and operated by Mike Green, has been certified since 1960. No job is too big or too small. Hercules and Atlas Fence, 321-258-9853. Find them online at ineedafence.com. The New Thing Youth Church is a generation of students destined to change the world through God's power and love. If you're between 7th and 12th grade, join us every week for fun, relationships, and the Word of God. The New Thing Youth Church meets at the Parkway Worship Center every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. and Sunday night at Vieira High School at 6 p.m. Check out our TNT Youth Church app for more details. For over 30 years, Cabron Air Conditioning has proudly served the Space Coast area. Honest, professional, and reliable. Whether it's repairs, maintenance, or it's time to upgrade your old system, Cabron Air will take care of it. Their phone number is 321-784-0127. That's 321-784-0127. Or find them online at cabron.com. Customer satisfaction is their top priority. The world desperately needs strong, faithful, and equipped believers ready for battle right now. ECCU provides high-quality instruction at a fraction of the cost of other Christian universities. At ECCU, you will learn who you are, whose you are, and know how to practically exercise the tools God gave you. We offer associates, bachelors, masters, and doctoral programs in theology and Christian ministry. Our number is 321-452-1060. That's 321-452-1060. Extension 102. Find more information at eccuequipped.com. At East Coast Christian Academy, our mission is to create a space where children will thrive, and we believe they grow best in a safe, clean, Christ-centered environment. We're passionate about showing the love of Jesus to children in our community and helping them become everything God has called them to be. At East Coast Christian Academy, we are all about family. We work hard to foster a culture and environment of positive attitudes and teamwork. And we provide flexible schedule options for team members who have their own busy family lives. Do you have experience in early childhood educational environments in the heart for the next generation? If so, we have room on the team for you. Find out more about joining our academy team online at eccc.us slash academy or call us at 321 453 Kids. That's 321-453-5437. Welcome back to the Morning Breath Podcast. Lean in as the pastors finish the show with their final thoughts. Hey, welcome back. We've got a final thought for you here is verse 41 and says, And why worry about a speck in your friend's eye when you have a log in your own? How can you think of saying, friend, let me help you get rid of that speck in your eye when you can't see past the log in your own eye? Hypocrite. And it's just to kind of reiterate that idea that we were sharing before the break is, you know, 
each one of us have a duty to continue to work on ourselves is we should never arrive is we're continually being transformed into the image of his son is what Paul writes. And that we have the ability to be able to go from faith to faith and grace to grace and to continue to develop and work on ourselves. Let's not worry about others when we've got work to do ourselves. Yeah. In the second part of verse 42 there, it actually, it after it says hypocrite, it gives you instructions. It says first, right? So it's first thing you do. First, yeah. get rid of the log in your own eye. Then you will see well enough to deal with the speck in your friend's yeah. eye. So I like that it's not just saying that you can't ever call Speaking someone out, right? Someone, yeah. Or you can't ever say, hey, yeah. friend, you have a speck in your eye. You yeah. have an issue that I see. But I love how it says that there's steps. Yeah. First, get rid of the log in your own Absolutely. eye. Take care of then some stuff. you can hold your friends accountable yeah. once you've already dealt with yourself. Yeah. I think that's incredible. Yeah, I love that. And it's something that comes with relationship. There it comes where you've got opportunity. Like I've got a bunch of people in my life that I've said at any moment, at any time, you can full on call anything out of my life. But I think that comes with that open door to be able to say you have that versus just trying to mind everybody else's business. So it's great talking with you today, Isaac. God bless you guys. We'll talk to you next time. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Morning Breath podcast. If you did, we would love for you to give it a thumbs up and share it with a friend. To follow along with our daily chapter list and for quick access to East Coast podcasts, events, and more, download the East Coast app. It's the best way to stay connected with everything East Coast. We would also love for you to join our online community. Just search for East Coast Christian Center on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks again for listening to the Morning Breath Podcast.